because they were hurling them at each other. <laughs> <laughs> and that is crazy, isn't it? Yes. And here's the thing. That happened. It happened. That happened. You well, know what more, more than one person has said that happened. Right. That sounds like that happened. That sounds like that happened. <laughs> All right. Cool, brother. All right, man. I'll wrap it. See you. See ya. Welcome to the podcast that explores mysterious disappearances, bizarre worldly occurrences, strange phenomenon, and basically everything that's weird. Welcome to the podcast, everything that's weird. I am Anthony, I'm here at Brandon, and we are your host, and tonight we are talking about the Roswell incident. (laughs) (laughs) Ground zero for aliens. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I thought I was going to have something clever there to say, but like (laughs) everything's been said about this thing. Have you ever been to Roswell? No. I've always wanted to go to Roswell. Not because I really think I'm going to see, like, uh, a downed UFO. Just because yeah. I heard it's weird. I heard it's creepy. Like, they have right. alien burgers and the street yeah, lights. They got, alien heads. they got tons of stuff that's based off aliens there. Well, I mean, um, you got to... It's like half their economy. Right. So, this starts in 1947. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's first reported by a uh, a pilot... That said he saw what he described as as saucers, mm-hmm. um, like small dinner plates flying in the sky. And they were flying at ridiculous speeds. And he had a fairly good knowledge, working knowledge of aircraft, even some of the more advanced fighters. But he said it, it was... This wasn't that. This was something. To, this wasn't a fighter. This was something that looked like a bread and butter plate or a saucer. And then the the press kind of ran with it, and that's where the term. That's flying. Kenneth Arnold, right? Yes, and that's where the that's where the term flying saucer sort of originates. Mm. Is in the press. Yeah, uh, but it's around this time there is a rancher, and his name. Is Mac Brazel, which I feel like should have been Donald. God damn it! (laughs) As far as as far as rancher name goes, like Mac. Yeah, I mean, um, but he is a sheep herder, and he notices that there is a ton of debris scattered all over this field uh, Mm -hmm. by his house. And he's sort of worried about it because the sheep eat. They everything. eat. They eat everything, right? They're they're not scavengers, but they, I mean, they they they'll eat. They just it. chew on everything. So he was worried that the sheep would get hurt, um, but the sheep were kind of staying away from it, which was weird. He thought. And then he goes and he starts kind of examining what it is. 
And when he does, he comes across material that he's like never seen before. Right. Uh, now, I've heard a bunch of different. Okay, so there's a lot of different accounts of like what happens next. Right. And I don't know if it's necessarily conflicting or it's just extremely detailed. And I didn't have time to sort it out. Well, there's a there's a there's a bit of discrepancy with what date he actually found the material on the ground. Right, because I heard one time because he didn't report it right away. Because they didn't have a telephone, he didn't have a TV, he didn't have um, a radio. Right. So he kind of just took this stuff around to people, and they sort of did their own R and D on it. Mm-hmm. They just started hitting it with a hammer, <laughs> right? Lighting it, it on fire and trying to cut it up. And they couldn't do any of it. And it also had memory capabilities where you could crumple it up and it would go back to the shape that it was originally in. Mm -hmm. And what was weird about it was that it was, as he said, it was as thin as a wrapper in a cigarette pack. Right. Um... So anyway, I assume he means the tin foil on the inside and not the cellophane on the outside. I don't right. know how they were packaged. And I don't. Yeah. Did they even have cellophane then? Well, he would have been. He didn't say that until way later. So it would have been way later. It would have been the nineties or something like that. Right. So then he he calls the Roswell um, Air Force. It's the, it's the, he takes the, he goes to, he reports it to the sheriff, George Wilcox. Right. And, and then him, he tells yeah. an intelligent officer named Jesse Marcel. Yeah. Well, he gets in contact with the RAF, at Colonel Butch Blanchard, and Blanchard sends Major Jesse Marcel. Cause Blanchard's in like Texas, right? Yeah. So he's, he's not even in, I, I believe, New Mexico. So. Right. And, um, and for some reason, which or is no, like, he was on base. He was the he was the. Uh, well, who am I thinking of? Base. That was you're not... thinking of Roger Rainey. Okay, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I am thinking of Roger Rainey. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, he's like the uh, so Rainey. What was his title for the Air Force? Yeah, he was a he was it was for the Army and he was a general. Okay. So Jesse Marcel, um, for some reason, tells the press. Yeah, after Ramey got there, I thought too. Like that was what was weird was that he 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 gave that report to the information officer to give to the paper with because by then General Ramey had gotten involved from what I understand. Um they he had got called in and he was got brought in the next day. So So at first before they, I could before, be wrong about that, but that's what it, it looked like to me. So right, and like, and you know, okay, it's important to know there's zero physical or documented evidence from Roswell. <laughs> right. No, I mean that. Yeah. There, nothing's written down. Nothing is. Um, it, there's nothing they can go and actually check on. Mm-hmm. And this was buried forever until the seventies when Stanton Friedman went and looked at it. And he's—you've probably seen him. He's on like he's, all the space shows. He's—he's he's the guy 
that said Bob Lazar was lying. Right. Right. But he's on board with this, that yeah. this happened. That's because he gets to be the big star. I kind of believe that. I kind of believe that. You get that attitude from him. He's like, yeah, hey, I, I saw it, sold it, and talked about it first. That is what it, that is exactly what it is. So it makes, so, makes me think he was jealous of Bob Lazar, but that's backtracking. We, <laughs> but like being that, like we don't know, because being that we don't know these things in like a chronological order, isn't really like we didn't do our research. It's because everything that's ever been told about Roswell, even the government's report on mm-hmm. Roswell, yeah, is third, fourth, and fifth hand information. Right. It's people that heard it from other people. Did you it's, see the Roswell report? Like, not read it, God. But have you seen that? That they turned out the Roswell report is which like, one? It's like a phone book. Yes. That's yeah, from never, the government. That that was their report and that, when that Congress illust- called them up. That illustrates like what we're going to get into next, like possibilities. Yeah, yeah. But I just thought it, you brought it up. I was like, I, I saw that thing. I was like, Jesus Christ. Who's going to read that? I think they do that on purpose just so you don't read it. It's like probably most of the pages are blank. They just know you'll never make it to them. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, I'm not reading that thing. It's six inches thick. <laughs> <laughs> Screw you, man. Tell me, give me the highlights. But Jesse Marcel mm-hmm. takes a piece of it home. And mm-hmm. he shows his wife and son, who's very little at the time. Yeah. And he says, this is something from that's not from this planet. Mm-hmm. He's convinced right off the bat that this is a UFO. Right. And he shows them, and they, they're playing with the material. He shows all kinds of... They, they're doing their own experiments. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's very... It's very like a monkey attitude where you just, yeah. like, you know, yeah. we, we laughed at the ranchers, but literally here's <laughs> like an intelligence officer doing the exact same thing. Yeah. He's hitting it with a hammer. He's lighting it on fire. He's he's, he said, he said he bammed it. Yeah. He, he bammed it with a hammer. <laughs> I was dying when he said that. <laughs> okay. So the article that they, that from his report, the, the section in the newspaper said that the intelligence office of the 509th Bombardment Group at Roswell Army Airfield announced at noon today that the, <clears throat> that the field has come into possession of a flying saucer. And that was reported by the Roswell Daily Record on Tuesday afternoon, July 8th, 1947. And that's what that's what um he was in possession of was the stuff that they're talking about here. He's pieces of it, but that's what they officially reported. And that was officially reported by the Roswell daily record. This town had two newspapers, which is kind of crazy Two like, major well, they, they did have a, they did have a base. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, so then there's a lot of satellite stories that go along with Roswell. One of them is an undertaker that was friends with the nurse Right. The nurse um, told the nurse was shown a bunch of bodies, mm-hmm. and they were really small. Right. And 
when she saw the bodies, they had these big heads, big black eyes, and they didn't look human. Although they took on a humanoid shape, but they definitely weren't like human beings. They were like something else. And this undertaker was asked by the military to come in and they were like picking his brain basically on how to deal with bodies that had been exposed to the desert sun mm-hmm. and what to do with them and so and so on and so on. So he peeks his head in and sees wreckage and alien bodies. Hmm. This guy does a, a like an hour and a half long video in mm-hmm. the 90s before Bob Lazar's like a thing. Yeah. And he basically says you know, they, there's there is a there is a down UFO and Roswell and I saw like the alien bodies and I wasn't supposed to and now at this point, you know, if they're going to kill me, go ahead and do it cuz I'm old. Mhm. There's also witnesses that say that there's a flatbed truck that comes and picks up some kind of something from this area mm-hmm. and takes it away. It's then, and again, this is all second, third, fourth, fifth hand even sometimes. Yes. It's then sent to Washington, D.C., and they even say parts of it went to Wright-Patterson. Yeah, it went, all, it went to a... It went to a few places. That's why it's actually after they on the on Tuesday when they put that article out that they had recovered a flying saucer. Uh, the next day, the Roswell dispatch report um, reported that the Eighth Air Force headquarters in Fort Worth, so they they had some of it. Said that it was they were the ones that said it was a weather balloon. They're the ones that initially came back and said, it's not an alien spacecraft. It's just a weather balloon. And, um, because they met with the, this Roswell dispatch met with general Ramey. And, um, that's where they show them the things. And that's where you get the photos of them holding up the pieces. There's the famous photos of them holding up the different pieces that was done with the Roswell dispatch report like the next day. So he poses for the paper. They take his picture. That's kind of it. Yeah. Once they did that, once everybody's started... like, this is before, this is before people were used to the government lying to. Right. That was, they were like, Oh, okay. Oh, that was a fun story, but you know. Yeah. And then that's kind of, you're, you're right. That's like it. They like, it just got buried, buried for like buried 30 that years. Easy. Like, that like easy. 30 years. Nobody was talking about it. They were like, no. thought, yeah. So it wasn't until 1978 that Stan Friedman yep, wrote his book. Right. And when he did, like all these other people came out of the woodwork and started researching into themselves too. And that's when the people from that time. Would start be going at the, forward. Yeah, because they were at the time in their life where they were at that deathbed confessional, you know, the death scene. <laughs> we talked yeah. about. So, well, one more thing. One more, one thing. more thing coming closer. <laughs> Lean in closer. 
So I was at Roswell. Right. So that's where, but there's a lot of people and there's a lot of people that were very credible. Like, like I said, there was a, earlier there was an author named Annie Jacobs that wrote an Area 51 book. And she talked to somebody who she said was a super credible person. And he worked on the Manhattan Project. And that he said that that was a, it was a UFO that that wasn't a UFO, that it was actually, remember that thing that we talked about? Yeah. Stalin. Yeah. Want to talk about. Yeah. But you know what? That's uh, when I came across this, a lot of people did talk about this, that they used prisoners Mm -hmm. and people with developmental disabilities not to play tricks on each other, but kind of, mm-hmm. right? And we would, like, we, we have capability to reach you, and we would send ships over to the USSR, and they would do the same, and we would put, like, people in it. Right. And make them think that there was this other threat. Yeah, because I think, I think at this point, like, the story is quick to tell in this. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, pretty quick done. to tell. We're and done. yeah, that's it. And <laughs> that's the story. And then everything else that comes later is all investigation. Right. That's why it's so muddled because you have you have people that they say that they're lying. Like for instance, the guy that I said that came, he's old and he gives his confession. He was an undertaker. Right. He's very matter of fact. I mean, yeah. it's on YouTube. You can you can yep. watch it. He he's not a guy that's lying for money because he's just like a he's just a dude from from New Mexico. There, I mean, the guy, the um, when you're talking about uh, Marcel's son that he brought the stuff home to, Mm -hmm. he's got they like made like a mock up of the little eye beam thing that he had and tried to remember all the symbols on it. Right, because they said some of the symbols uh, sort of looked like hieroglyphics. Yeah, but they were stuff that he could like relate to, like a ball on a seal's nose and stuff like that. Right. So, so some things come out after this. Um, supposedly, this is where the alien autopsy originates. Mm-hmm. Um, and. You know, right around this time is when they start developing Area 51. Uh, but, I'm, like, there's really no pop culture with aliens. I guess, like, it's it's a fringe topic, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, nothing... There's nothing concrete. And even to this day, they're, they have the debris field, but there's nothing left. You know, um, you know it was probably cooler to them at the time. Right up the road, like the next county over was where the Lincoln County War took place, which was uh-huh. Billy the Kid. So, oh really? Yeah, like in the movie Young Guns, when they had yeah. their big shootout yeah. at the end of the movie. That's that's right down the road from Roswell. Huh. So it's like right next door. So like the and like. Even in Young Guns 2, where Billy the Kid goes to John Chisholm and gets it, and he does the famous scene where he's like, I'll make you famous. That uh, that that guy right there was part of the Lincoln County War. 
and help fund it and all that stuff. So it was, and it was all like right there, right next to Oswell. Fun little fact. That, I didn't know that. Yeah. Hmm. But it, I mean, it's pop culture. Everybody knows about the Roswell incident. Now we mm-hmm. can kind of, now we can kind of get into like what, what, what happened. Okay. All right. <laughs> When people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them, I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today. Okay, so right away, right away, it's buried. It's swept right under the carpet. I know. You know what? And it went crazy. It's not like they had to just calm down the locals. This this was like nationwide. This was worldwide. There was people in, um, they talk about it when they when they did the article where they came out and said it was a weather balloon. Mm -hmm. They spoke about how the, the, the phone boards were overwhelmed with all the calls coming from all across the country and overseas. So like if you go, when you're looking this up, you find um, old videos and stuff. And a lot of it's done by UK TV and Australian TV and stuff where they're still talking about it now. Like there's even more recent um, just, just recently done during COVID type videos and I don't know Australia. why people didn't think that the government would lie to them because all of a sudden <laughs> we had an atomic bomb. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. All, like, at that time, people are working in factories pushing a button 10 hours a day. Right. And they're like, I don't really know what I'm doing. Right. But I'm just, <laughs> you know? And that's true. Well, like, the 509 when- that was at the, <coughs> at the RAF was the only bomber squad that was equipped to drop nukes. They're the ones that brought another son to Japan. Right. So that that they were at that, that's the guy that was leading uh, that place. He was the you know, the main man. So, Stanton Friedman comes out with this book and it does mm-hmm. it kind of, that kind of does like spark interest again, but yeah, but it's 30 years later. At mm-hmm. this point, yeah. So I remember growing up with this, yeah. Uh, but I don't remember it being really crazy until the nineties. Yeah, I like when Unsolved Mysteries picked it up and started talking about it, and, like different TV shows. You know, like we're we were born at the dawn of cable, mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. and I remember 
I'd go to people's houses to spend the night that had cable. I didn't have cable. Right, neither did I. Yeah, and uh, you go to somebody's house to spend the night, and, you know, you'd eat pizza and flip through channels. And there'd always be something weird on a, on a weird channel about aliens and, like, you know, you get caught up in, like, a documentary. And Roswell was kind of like... Roswell and Area 51 were kind of like we in the... In the early nineties, that was mm-hmm. that that was what was going on. So like, it picks up steam, and then so much that like the government has to say something about it, right? So they come up with a bunch of different tests that were done, and one of the tests was that it was balloons, and they would take these balloons up and they had um, listening devices on them. It was Project Mogul. Right. And they were... The goal of Project Mogul was... So... Our submarines are equipped with listening devices and they use water Mm -hmm. to find variations when explosions are being done. Mm -hmm. And it's a way for us to spy... On the Soviet Union at the time. Yeah, it was during the Cold War. They were right. listening for nuclear testing. So he thought he could do this. This it, He was a professor from Columbia. And he came up with a way to do this through the air. And basically, they were these high-altitude balloons. That have would you go ever seen there. the illustration of that balloon? I have. 657 feet long. Well, it would have to be because... You're going like it. It went a hundred thousand feet in the air. Yeah, it went way up there. And by the way, lots on, of on one of the trips, a guy parachuted off of it. Huh? Like before the Red Bull guy, <laughs> right? <laughs> some guy, some guy in the forties did this. That's crazy. But uh, yeah, they strapped like they. They strap like he's got like air tanks and everything for him. His he's, kid ended up being DB Cooper. Yeah, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> um, and so they're saying, well, you know, that's part of the equipment that went up there um, was attached to this balloon. One of these balloons didn't perform properly and came down. And when it crashed, it came at an angle and threw it all across the desert. But they don't even really say that. They just kind of, they kind of give like three or four different. Like, yeah, like this tail snapped off. Yeah, they kind of give three or four different explanations of what it could be. They never Mm -hmm. say this is what happened. You know, what's funny. It just made me think of this. I remember I was looking at the newspaper when they first said they found the flying saucer and they were saying how they they were trying to recreate reconstruct what it was and they were like and and one of the things that said they tried to do was make a kite out of it (laughs) like (laughs) this is when they thought it was a flying saucer <laughs> They're like, I don't know why. This struck me as funny. You can see that in the article. It was like they even tried to make a kite, and I'm like, what the hell? 
Cletus bit it. He yeah. bit it. <laughs> <laughs> Banged it against the wall. I, I couldn't dent it or anything. We had Junior run across the yard with it all day long. <laughs> get it in the air. Uh, they said that they attached test dummies to these balloons and that this is the real thing. Now, we'll say this. We'll That's say what this. they say the bodies they saw were. We're actually now, burned up, crashed. And they, they do have pictures of these dummies with Project Mogul mm-hmm. a- attached to these files. Yep. Um, but they're, they're tall dummies. They're like six foot tall, right? They're five foot. They're, I mean, they're yeah, five they weren't. Ten. Yeah, yeah. They're, they're like a normal person. Tall. They right. were forties person. So they're for <laughs> big, big five heads, foot six. Big with heads a giant head. Tiny bodies. <laughs> <laughs> But I will say this, like, there's a big theory about Chernobyl. <clears throat> and the reason that Chernobyl happened was because there's a ridiculously big radio station. It's the biggest radio station ever built in the world. And it's it's right outside. Um, I always mess up the name. Pipriat? Pip, Pipriat? I can't. I can't. I can't help you. <laughs> Chernobyl. It's yeah. Chernobyl. Right. All right. So, one of the theories is that um, they tried to bring because you needed they needed a ton of power, and they wait and uh, supposedly that yeah Chernobyl was for the neighboring mm-hmm. um, the neighboring um, communities, and there's a lot of people that lived around there that it supplied po- power to, but like since everybody was sleeping. They were trying to push power into this radio station. And what they were doing was they were bouncing radio signals across the globe to, to see if there were tests being done, nuclear tests being done in the United States. Right. And that when they went to pull the power down and let the water back in, it was it had fused it had fused and they couldn't get the water back into like the, yeah, where the rods by the time they did I thought I thought it was like when they finally did it blew because it of blew, the right. offset in temperature right yeah so so this isn't uh, uh, like the army just throws it out there like or the government I, should, I shouldn't say army the government just throws it out there like we should know about this <laughs> like yeah we sent balloons up to spy on them in the air we used to use balloons for a lot of shit back then. <laughs> That's totally normal. And, uh, you know, they're like, why don't you believe that? And everybody's like, first of all, I've never even heard of that. Second of all, <laughs> second of all, that sounds really ridiculous. Why didn't you just send a spy over there and see if they're doing tests? <laughs> uh, but that was like at that time. Well, they made claim that they that they did discover their nuclear armament because of tech like that. And I believe that. I mean, I mean, mean, that's what they say. I believe that. That's also vague. It's air air quotes there. Right. Because, like, we did know about their capability and, honestly, they knew about our capability. Mm -hmm. And there's a good show, The Americans. You ever watch that? No, I haven't seen it. The Americans is great. The Americans (laughs) is great. So, there was, like, a network of Soviet spies in the United States, especially in the eighties. And they would give them businesses and stuff, but they literally from day one 
they grew up with American spies that taught them how to speak English. So they they spoke like us. They're, they had zero accent. Mm-hmm. And you know they were they were they had passports, they had citizenship, they had birth certificates, social security numbers. They worked regular jobs. They lived in regular neighborhoods. They were high class, low class, like all all kinds. And they infiltrated them into different parts of our society. And one thing that they know for sure, they stole the shuttle plans. They copied stealth. Yeah. There's all kinds of stuff that they figured out by being here. And like, there's like a goodwill tour done by, and I forget who this was, um, but the Soviet children gave uh, this American ambassador this wooden uh, eagle of freedom is what they called it. And um, it had a microphone in it and they listened to us for like... <laughs> of course it did. <laughs> for like, like 10 years, dude. For a very long time. Right. For a very long time they listened to us. So it's during that time that all this is going down. And everybody really thinks that this is a cold war situation. So when, when it's explained away as a weather balloon, it isn't really until the cold war's over that people don't start thinking it wasn't the Russians. There was actually, if you look at the paper, when they came back and said that it was a weather balloon, there is another unrelated article in there about arresting commies. Yes. So, I mean, the scare was there. The scare was real. Right. So. And and there's some, there's a lot of Area 51. We're going to do an Area 51 show, but like, there's a lot of Area 51 stuff where like, at first we are working with the Russians because we're pretty much the two countries that have the most money and the most resources to put things together. And, you know, uh, why not, you know, do the scientific method and try to figure out what do you know, what do we know, and right. and then that sort of comes to an end. Uh, I guess, like, and, and and Bob Lazar sort of spoke about this a little bit. Now, so so there's also another angle. The Germans, we we kind of touched on this a little bit. They had a project they were working on called the Bell, mm-hmm. and the German Bell. Is very uh, a lot of people, a lot of conspiracy people. Actually, a lot of it's not even conspiracy because they found where they did it. So a lot of people think that they the Germans had figured out anti gravity, right? But they couldn't mass produce it. So it was on small levels, and it had to do with an electrical field. And they found this, there's this place in Poland where this bell is what they called it. Uh, it's like a crack. Right. <laughs> the Daikagi. <laughs> Daikagi. I, I don't know. Um, they found it, and like, they found basically the remains. Mm-hmm. Of where it where it operated, and it looks sort of like 
it sort of looked like a Stonehenge type of thing. It had like columns. With, it was in a circle. And underneath it, there was like conduit for like giant amounts of wire. And they used, um, they used, you know, heavy gauge wire to create these fields. And um, it's still standing today. It's so it's it's in the it's in the Polish mountainside, and a lot of people call it Hitler's Hitler Stonehenge. <laughs> <laughs> it's in Silesia, in Poland. Certain circles. Yeah, it's in Silesia, Poland. But if you if you see it, it's a bizarre looking thing. It's and and this was supposed to create a field inside of this circle that was strong enough um, to concentrate into this craft to make it anti-gravity. And they don't have any plans for it, of course. They don't they just have a few drawings. But I mean, right after you know World War One or World War Two. We start nabbing scientists, and so do the Russians. Yeah. Uh, the Russians sort of, they start offering high-end people, you know, their freedom in exchange for secrets, and the same for, um, you know, the Americans. We sort of look the other way on what could be considered war crimes or things like that. Mm-hmm. In exchange for lots of countries do that shit, man. Right for tech, right? They do it for any reason. It's crazy what people get away with, and and this is this is a possibility of something that could have happened. Um, but again, this is third, fourth, fifth hand information. You have so all when it comes to like the first hand reports everybody has sort of the same thing where they were told to shut up and they get to jail yeah um and that is something that happens too like even today you know you have uh, Assange and Snowden mm-hmm. you know they come across some information that really makes us look terrible as a country mm-hmm. and you know the United States is like you're gonna get a jail and that's why they're hiding out in various embassies right. <laughs> across right. across the world because like they're at risk of going to jail right it's over here you hear about it over, over other places you don't even you never you don't hear about that person again <laughs> right sometimes right. they, they just, just disappear and oh. <laughs> you know like Bob Lazar we did a thing on Bob Lazar and he he kind of alluded to that, that, you know, it, do you have any idea what they're going to do to you now? Is what his boss told him when he was like a whistleblower. Yeah. Um, and I think they're less worried about deathbed confessions because nobody really believes those. Right. Or they just hold less credibility. Like, I believe Snowden. Mm-hmm. I believe yeah. Julian Assange. I, I totally believe yeah. everything that they say, everything they put out. I mean, could he have very easily like written a bunch of those articles and like the damning ones? Yeah, totally. You know, mm-hmm. those memos or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Say, it, it, yeah, totally. He could have. He has 
firsthand knowledge of what a memo looks like from the government and what you know how it's signed or whatever but whatever signatures there are for that memo he knows how to do that yeah he could totally make that but there's a shit ton of them yeah and they they make us look really bad they make us look like a police state and I you know I believe that it's harder to believe him if you know he it's 2026 or 2060 and he's on his deathbed he's like you know what one more thing they're, they're reading your emails. You're like, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> uh, lean in closer. <laughs> Google's listening. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of people think, too, that this is the start of UFOs and pop culture and, like, our nomenclature and that, and that you know, they've been here. All, then, then it starts this whole other revolution that the aliens have always been here and that's why they're in mm-hmm. it's the reason for religion it's the reason why you know gods go to the sky it's the reason why mm-hmm. you know the pyramids are built Egypts and hieroglyphs have big heads right <laughs> the, yeah, Anun- it's, like, it's, it's the, An- the Anunnaki which is like another race of like I guess they're mythical people because there's not really a skeleton of one and um, you know, there's giants at the, in the 1800s, <laughs> and they kind of write them out of history. And you know, everybody's kind of thinking that okay, there's something here. And it, it, you know, they mistakenly put flying saucer in the paper. Yeah. Then there's another side of that where, like, okay, if this was like what we said, it's the Stalin. It's a Stalin. Now, so Joseph Mengele was a Nazi um, doctor that did horrific experiments on people, mm-hmm. mostly Jewish people. Yep. And a lot of the thinking is that they had these unmanned drone type of ships that they would send to basically F with the other country. We did it. They did it. And they used people with disabilities. Like them and us. Yeah. Um, and the reason he put it in the paper was because he's like, yeah, F you. <laughs> right. We found it. We're, we know exactly what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And that's one angle that I heard um, while listening to some YouTube stuff. But for the most part, people think it's aliens. Right. And the alien autopsy came out to be false. Yeah, well, that was... I, mean, I never did believe that. Did you ever see the Bob Keviat, the guy that bought it off? There's this guy racing yes. Tilly that sold it to Bob Keviat. Yes. The, the second I he started talking, I was like, I don't believe you. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's like, he's like a used car salesman. Yeah. <sighs> It's like now cheesy producer. I'm not doing it. So there's an al- there's an alien interview also mm-hmm. that is supposed and it's in color, but it's supposed to be sometime in the late 70s. And there's another producer they interviewed that and he had this video. He bought this video. Of course, it's always third or fourth hand from somebody. Yeah. 
And he said that it was during the switch from film to digital. So they had just started, um, they had just started like moving things from analog to digital. And they come across this video. And the video shows like basically this alien and he's talking and he's trying to explain. He's like chilling, drinking a cup of coffee. Well, it's like a, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a real interview. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> They're asking him about life and he's saying that, you know, they don't really worry about dying because, you know, death is like a human thing. Like the way they look at it is your body just you're in a different body. Right. Um so they pass this around to a bunch of Hollywood um like special effects guys and they're like I could do that before lunch. Right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> so they're unimpressed with it. Now the only thing I've ever seen <laughs> there is um and he's called he's called Alien Bob. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever seen this. Um, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It, he's called Skinny Bob. So Skinny Bob <laughs> is um, it's this it's this video, and he's actually walking, and it looks like he's going to meet some. Uh, American people, but they have like, so he's going to meet like some like high ranking officials and he's kind of walking. Um, and that looks a little bit harder to fake. Mm. Um, cause he has like this giant head <laughs> and his mannerisms, his characteristics, um, are very bizarre. Hmm. I don't know if there's anyone that I would believe. I would probably believe Alien Skinny Bob because there's another one with him, and they're supposedly going to meet these American generals. But um, I mean that's where it is. You have a bunch of people saying that this happened, mm-hmm. but it it's. Well, you got these two. There's two guys too, uh, Tom Carey and Don Schmidt, that have like interviewed tons of people, tons of people involved with this, and they're dead convinced that it's aliens and the government's covering it up. They've they've got like they're responsible for a lot of those deathbed type esque interviews. And even more than that, like, um, they did a lot of those nineties interviews that you see on YouTube and stuff. Mm. So those guys, they, they, they've done hundreds of interviews and they, you know, they're convinced that it was a cover up. So apparently the reason is, and this has been leaked and that this isn't leaked through Roswell, but this is like, I'm a little bit of an alien freak and I always like look around and stuff, but Apparently, they're having reproduction issues, oh. and that and and the treaty agreement is that they get organic material from us, 
organic material. <laughs> and uh, and it's helping them survive as a species. Hmm. And in exchange for that, we get they give us technology. Hmm. They're giving us all their low end shit. Yeah, they're like, so we call this Velcro. <laughs> it's like if we were going to give somebody something. And they're like, we can't just throw that out. Like, it's Velcro. Uh, like, this just... is a drill. And then it's like one of those hand crank ones. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to love it. Just say like uh, some scientist had a bird you know, land on his shoulder when he went to leave. He's like, huh. <laughs> <laughs> But it has it, it sparked all of all of the um, you know the the culture today in, in Roswell and like most I mean all of all of Roswell's GDP is is based <laughs> <Right>. on <laughs> pretty, pretty much man I it's mean that, it's a huge part it's a huge part of it right. So like they do all kinds, just like all kinds of stuff. They have museums and businesses and even they're even like um, aerospace engineering stuff. But it, it, it all stemmed from that, you know? Right. So. All right. Well, let's uh, let's just kind of see what we because we could we you, you said at the beginning we could do an entire series just on this. Yeah. And you're right, because if we really picked it apart and started at the beginning, mm-hmm. um, there's a lot of information. There's a lot of stories, and we'd have to go through, and we'd have to debunk, or is it bunk? Yeah. Bunk their story? <laughs> bunk it? Yeah, that sounds good to me. He bammed it. He bammed it. I bammed it with a hammer. <laughs> Um, uh, but let's, uh, let's get into what we think. When people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them I'm a producer? Well, now you can. Go to Patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to Patreon.com to get started today. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started.
I'm saying there was a crash in Roswell, New Mexico. Here's why. It's the first it's the first major cover up. Next to the Manhattan Project. But the, I think people were on board for the Manhattan Project because it was um, a way for us to win. So the way in, in, you know, we know firsthand about the Manhattan Project because where we live, right? A result of that is, uh, you know, a huge complex that went in where, you know, they they got this material. They get they get uranium and process it, and it goes for various things like weapons and research and whatever. Yeah. And it takes a lot of effort to get uranium and process it and get it to a place where you can use it. And I believe Bob Lazar. So I don't know why I would not believe in Roswell because Bob Lazar, I think, saw an alien aircraft. And by all accounts, nobody thought this was a weather balloon. Even Jesse Marcel, they say in the picture that he's holding the weather balloon. He's got this smirk like, you got to be kidding me. (laughs) And supposedly in his pocket, and this was Unsolved Mysteries that did this, but in his pocket is the actual report of what happened. And it sort of has some cryptic message in there that's kind of incomplete but you know basically says there's a down saucer and, mm-hmm. and they're they retrieved it and and then you have to get into the technology part of it if that is the case there is a you know we've always said that there starts to be giant leaps yeah in technology right after this time mm-hmm. and it's true man there's there are some giant leaps in technology Right after this time. I mean, if you think about the 40 years before, you go to 1907. Yeah. They're fighting in wars with horses. Yeah. And then if you go the other way to 1980, <laughs> there's full inter- intercontinental ballistic capability. You have jets that can go, you know, um, yeah, a thousand miles an hour. <laughs> You have surface-to-land air missiles. You have missiles that shoot down other missiles. It's a whole different thing. Mm-hmm. It's a whole different ballgame. Whereas if you would go, say, from 1800 to 1840 and 1840 to 1880, it's pretty much the same battle. <laughs> right. You're packing the gun with gunpowder and putting a little pellet in it. Yeah. You know, and... I believe it. I think that I've always thought that there's probably aliens. Um, I don't really know in what capacity they're here, if they've ever been here or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, But, you know, when you hear stories like this and Bob Lazar, you think maybe they have been here. And maybe the more human thing is they've been here, they've been watching us, but we don't really know why. And we have some theories and some guesses and... And maybe they did t- 
talk to us, but like very few people are privy to that information. And and we, you know, we talked about uh, Eisenhower sending, uh, threatening to send the army into Area 51 because he wanted to know what was going on. And mm-hmm. they say he doesn't have clearance. And, you know, there's also like, there was a show on Netflix where um, Richard Nixon picks up Jackie Gleason in the middle of the night and they drive to the desert and he is cleared to show him an alien. <laughs> and, you know, there's all kinds of stories like that. And there's mass hysteria and I do get that, but like I would be the first one to say it's not true. And I've got to believe the majority of the people in these positions are like me. They want to be like, that's not true, man. You know, I wish it was true, but it's not true because you don't want, you don't want a bunch of false information out there. Cause then it's just, it gets a little tiring and ridiculous, mm-hmm. but I also see how they just sweep it under the rug and they did. And they were very successful at it. And it, it lasted 30 years mm-hmm. until somebody did all this research on it and then barely got a book out that kind of had a bunch of half facts and, but it was enough to spark like you know interest from people to say yeah tell us what's going on in Roswell and and they give us some like half ass explanation just like they're giving us that with the UAPs that they have now Mm -hmm. yeah I think it happened it all fits all (laughs) yeah I'm gonna play the uh, Devil's Advocate. Yeah. Okay. Because I just don't. I don't think it happened. I don't think a. Let me let me ask you. Let me ask you. What happened? I think it was. It was was exactly what they said it was. I think it was. I think that we had a serious threat. They right at that time we were. I mean, legitimately concerned about Russia's activity, especially with their troop movement. Yeah, there was at the time there was legitimate, legitimate fear to be had by our government of Russia. So, to to think that they wouldn't have a project to try and find out, we already know that they strapped bombs to balloons so that we could drop them on it enemy subs that. It's not unheard of that they're going to use balloons to spy on <laughs> Russia. So I forgot about the blimp. It sounds less crazy than that. <laughs> than the blimp. Yeah. So, <laughs> so I mean, if it's and if you got if people listening haven't heard it, go our first podcast. That's <laughs> the, the ghost, ghost blimp. blimp. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and so this thing, it was massive. And so only a part of it could have broke off and it would have looked like this huge debris field. I mean, this thing's taller than the Washington Monument. Right. It's yeah. so it's 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 big deal. It's like a big thing. And when he there I've actually seen a photo, an old black and white photo of it because it was so highly classified that there wasn't nothing on it. But they had this photo of it in the air, way up in the air. And it's kind of grainy, but you can see that aside from the balloons, there's these like structures and they would have been 
if you're looking at the pictures of them holding up the pieces and stuff, it's like, yeah, I can, that, that had those same angles that came to points and stuff like that. There's these, uh, it's hard to explain unless you go and look at the pictures of them that, that it, it had, uh, I think that's, and that's what I think is funny that they said they tried to make a kite out of it because each side kind of looked like a kite of this, a couple of the boxes that were on there. There's tons of balloons on it, but there's also these boxes made out of that same metal. And they had similar angles and facets on them like a kite would be, you know, like a diamond shape. Mm-hmm. So, and if they were, if it was a top secret thing and it was this metal clad stuff, they said, they, they talk about what it was made of. It, it would be something that people would never seen before. What like what is it? Uh, it's it, like stainless steel. It wasn't like it wasn't mylar, but it was like mylar balloons. So you're talking. What is mylar? Like Kevlar? mylar is mylar is the balloons that you go and buy that are oh. shiny, shiny silver and they print stuff on them. But you can crumble that up, right? Now they that it's it's similar to that, but it's more rigid. But they but they even at that there's like. If you hit a mylar balloon and you crumpled it up and let it go, if it was thick enough, it would pop back out. But like aluminum is, it has a memory to it. When you're bending aluminum, it wants to snap back to its original shape. So somewhere in between the two of them, you're probably getting what this stuff was. So. But why is it, why haven't we had that yet? What? That material? Yeah. Because we probably came out with something better. That's what the weather balloons that we use now, I'm sure, is made out of better material than what they were using. And um, it might have had something to do with the the sensitivity to listen from the air, which we don't really need to do that way anymore. So, I mean, and and there was there's absolutely every reason for it to stay secret. And that's why if somebody caught wind of what had happened, there would be a rush to shut it down and be like, you know, <clears throat> this is just a weather balloon. And it did get shut down. Yeah, they said because they said it, it was a weather balloon. They didn't say it was the Project Mogul balloon. You know, it right. wasn't like they reversed their story to, oh, this is a top secret Russian listening device. You know, mm-hmm. this was it's a weather balloon. And let's just leave it at that. And and. <clears throat> and people were okay with it because I think it, it, it was one of, like you said, the uh, people weren't used to the government lying to them as much, maybe. <laughs> but but uh, there was a bit of a UFO craze in that area. At the time, there was some 300 sightings of UFOs. Right. I mean, there was probably four or five, I think they said, on 4th of July weekend. So, so we were talking about West Virginia not too long ago. Mm-hmm. And they have the Mothman. They have, like, all this stuff, right? So yeah. one of the things with West Virginia is that it's the, it's the darkest sky where you can see the Milky Way. It's one of the few places you can see the Milky Way right. in the United States because of the lack of air pollution. Right. Or light pollution, not air pollution. Light yeah, pollution. light pollution. 
from uh, like major no, cities right, and houses no, and, stuff and that's like that. true man like it is like i lived in la you can't you don't see one star mm-hmm. um you know the street lights they just they put this haze over that you can't yeah. you don't see the stars ever right and it wasn't until i moved way out in the country um, that I could see the stars and I would, I actually got that app where you just, you point it up and it, yeah, you like you're taking, they are. Yeah, yeah, like you're taking a picture and it yep. shows, yeah. And yeah, Rachel's shows, got that, yeah. It's, it's cool. cool. It is cool super cool. Yeah. But they, um, but yeah, so like, and you're talking about Roswell, New Mexico, that sky's got, there's like no light pollution right. at all. So all celestial bodies are going to be seen. Weird and shit's going to happen. You, have you seen a shooting star? Yeah. I've seen several different types, though, too. I've seen stuff that... It was weird. I've seen... Um, we saw one night where something went across, and it was almost like if you hit a Roman candle that shot like stuff that uh, burned that gold glitter. Mm-hmm. It was like that going through the sky. Hmm. I was like, what the hell is that? But, you know, who knows? I mean... It's space. Did so, it, did it say Roswell or Buzz? Right. <laughs> right. Watch this, man. I, I just don't. I know it's like I think that there's definitely something going on in Area 51, for sure. I believe, like I said in the one podcast about Bob Lazar, that I do believe Bob Lazar. I don't. I I believe he believes it. Believes it. Right, he saw what he saw, and he believes what he saw. I believe that. I don't know definitively if it was us or them, you know, or somebody else entirely. But there, there's just this. You have a doubt. Yeah, I have a doubt, and I think I think that anything that was weird that was in that area started ended up in Area 51, and it just started from that and. Next thing you know, it's hey, let's make this base the place we put weird shit. I see two sides of secrecy too. Like, I see the side where you're like, yeah, man, there's UFOs, and you tell people. I see mm-hmm. that side, but I also see the side where you're like, yeah, everybody can't know that. Yeah, yeah, they were coming here to annihilate us. <laughs> right, <laughs> caught a cold, and they all died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Luckily, because when we reverse engineered this, this mm-hmm. this one gun would have vaporized our entire planet. Mm-hmm. So, who knows? You know, there's a million reasons why they could be hiding something that are legit, and there could be ones that are just being, you know, what you would think they would be doing was coveting potential weaponry. <laughs> so, but and I believe that. I believe that if it's possible, that they've done it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But I, I just don't with that with Roswell. It just comes off to much like yeah, this project mogul makes complete sense. I mean, I, I get it. The government's not always honest, but this might be that time where they're like, just fucking tell them because because <laughs> I, I think I think I think there's never gonna be somebody that's gonna be satisfied to a story like this unless yeah. it comes out aliens. They're gonna be like, you know what? Not good enough. I'm gonna keep looking. Because, you know, it was like, I wonder if there was a guy that was like in charge and he was like, you know what, man, let's just be honest with them. Tell them the truth. Well, there, I mean, there, there are there are disinformation officers. 
Oh yeah, sure. I'm be- I bet. I mean, you know, they, that have their specialty an important and, job. And actually, I found an interview with a guy that did nothing but teach the government how to lie. Right. And he would he would have very believable stories that it basically explained it just in like because you when you explain something like so that, better than the Men in Black explanation after they blinky thing them. Right, because when you explain things like that, okay, it's one thing to have an explanation, but you have to have an explanation that works with people that work on Wall Street, mm-hmm. people that are billies and cook meth. You're right. People like you have to have, you have to cover, um, you know, yeah. So like a weather balloon is like weather balloon, man. <laughs> Everybody's <Yeah>. like, <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, especially 1947. They're like, what the fuck's a weather balloon? <laughs> the bodies are where I have an issue. I just don't, I don't think that now, and now if you told me that it was to hide the horrible things that us and Russia were doing to each other. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. <laughs> okay. But okay, so you're saying that. there's an alien spaceship, but not bodies. Well, either that or we have we have an anti gravity type of capability. We don't know how to use it, Mm -hmm. except to f with each other, and that I get. (laughs) (laughs) I would fuck with another country if they were my enemy. Yeah, but like I don't know if I would put disabled people on there and real people, and and I would think. (laughs) So you walk into the White House as the president, and they're like. They're like, what's this button do? That one launches the nuclear weapons. What's this button do? This one makes the square in Moscow smell like farts. (laughs) (laughs) And this one sends a special ship (laughs) to crash somewhere in the desert. Right. (laughs) In Siberia, where it's like, (laughs) it's the Arctic desert, and it just crashes. And there's like disabled people on it. We, like, what? We stitched a bunch of boarded babies together. <laughs> oh, <damn it>. oh <laughs> nothing. Never mind. No, no, I, was, I was kidding. I was kidding. So, Jack, don't hit that button. No. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, it takes like four hours to get the people. What? <laughs> you ever try honest... to skin together? <laughs> <laughs> when you get a seamstress, it's old. That's <laughs> the whole thing. Yeah, but I mean that. I hate to say it, but Joseph Mengele, that's like right up his alley. He did things like that. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, I've heard horrible things. But they, I, I, I just, for me, the, I, I think the, if you're looking at the two stories, and which one is more plausible, I have to go with the one that's more plausible, and the one that's more plausible is that it was a secret government. Uh, and Bob Lazar did say that one of the one of the spaceships they found was in an archaeological dig. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm saying, like, it, even if he saw spaceships, those were real alien spaceships. They didn't have to come from the Roswell crash. None of right. them. Right. Right. So, and there wasn't enough anyway. Know, he wouldn't have saw a ship from Roswell. My roommate. When we know it was all pieces. My roommate's dad worked it. Right, Pat. Oh, yeah. He said that that's just a hanger. (laughs) He said there's abs. I I asked him. 
I was writing a script and I asked him point blank. I said, hey, you worked at uh, Right Pat? He's like, oh, forever, like 20 something years. I, it's like Hangar 9. What is it? Hangar. Hangar 21? <sighs> Hangar 19? Well, I can't, fuck, I can't remember now. <laughs> Wasn't there a. Uh, 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 damn it. There was a song about it too, wasn't there? Hangar 18. Yeah, Hangar 18. I, and I said, Hangar 18? And he's like, uh, that's just a hanger, man. <laughs> There's that. It's just, he's like. It's exactly what an alien researcher would say. But have you ever seen Wright Patterson? Mm-mm. Okay. Uh, it's, it's in Dayton. I mean, yeah. dude, it's just a wide open base. And like, I don't know why you would put, especially why would you just pick one of those? It's not underground. It's not like. Right. It's, I mean, it's the equivalent to putting it in your shed. <laughs> Doesn't fit. You got the fucking door half shut on it with a bungee cord. Right. Me, well, <laughs> me and Nick used to always joke that we would say, you know, people have these fancy, like, security systems, but you could take a circular saw and just cut a hole in the side of their house. (laughs) (laughs) And really, there's nothing to it. Like, Mm -mm. it's a two-by-four, you're going to have to go through some drywall and whatever. You don't have to do that if you just do it at the garage door. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So, like, yeah, I, I never really believed the right pat thing, and I never understood why they would take it to Washington, D.C. either. I mean, I don't know, but I don't know where they took it in DC. Yeah. I know, I know, Virginia and stuff. They have some military bases, but but in West Virginia, there was a um, there was a CIA town for sale. It was called Sugarland. Hmm. And um, I think somebody bought it. Sugar Grove is what it was called. Uh, I think somebody bought it. Um, it was like a million bucks, too. It started at a million. I don't know what the final asking price was, but it was like <laughs> this town people knew about, but not really. Kind of like Fernald. Right. Where, like, it was off the beaten path, not really around anything, but it was in a whole entire town. All right. And um, there's this show with Steve Carell called Space Force where it's hidden in between the mountains. That's like... <laughs> the love Space Force. It's great. It, it totally has like a, a movie theater. It has everything you need. Right. Right? And that's what... But Sugar Grove is that. Then right. there's also Greenbrier, which was like a resort. And it had like underground, um, you know, accommodations for the congress right and when you get out west it's even more oh there's it's amazing how many decommissioned missile silos yeah have either been already converted into houses or up or up concurrently for sale it's crazy how many there are so kind of freaky our our country's swiss cheesed with missile silos everywhere well they say that that, that's what a lot of people say like yeah area 51 is interesting um but what's interesting is that the underground labyrinth 
It's mm-hmm. you know, in some places it's a hundred floors underground. Right. And then you have these, um, you know, super fast magnetic trains that go in between Dolce and, mm-hmm. you know, Grim Lake and NORAD and, and they're all like connected under, you know, underground. You don't ever see anything and they just move stuff from place to place. And that has to come. And then we got some, shitty some, roads. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> and our bridges are falling apart. Fuckers. <laughs> Traveling halfway across the country in five seconds and we got to drive on fucking potholes. Right. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we're inconclusive then. It is because I, I just can't I can't bring myself to say that this way out of reach story is 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 easier to believe than the one that's just like right in front of your face. Like there's this, yeah, we we could totally see this being a top secret project. And once the Cold War was over, it was like, ah, we just might as well tell them now. Yeah, and I can't I can't I can't fully commit to that the government doesn't lie to you, right? Because all they do is lie. Yeah, they lie. All it's time. a it's a constant lie. That... They probably told five lies telling the truth on that incident. Right, right, <laughs> right. It was, and... probably, it was probably their fault. It fell. They probably, you know, somebody probably got killed when it fell on their head. They covered it up. Who knows what really happened? But I just don't know. If, I don't think it was a ship. <clears throat> well, your wife said to me, "Why would you ever say that aliens are a threat?" And I, well, I, I don't necessarily mean that they're a threat to, like, kill us. Hmm. But they're definitely a threat to the government. Yeah. Because if there's aliens, then what are we doing? Like, why are we fighting in Afghanistan? Well, why, are, why are we fighting in Iraq? Like, why, are, every, why isn't this group... Why isn't this a group effort? Right. But everybody's going everybody's gonna to say that. Everybody's going to... They're going to say, well, if they're, if they're so advanced, they wouldn't fight in war. And I'm like, I don't think that excludes people. I think you can no, be super I, advanced and be a species that thinks that you are the dominant one and you should take over everything. No, I'm it's, saying, not, I'm, sa- I'm not saying they that. could totally I'm, be a threat to us. <laughs> I'm saying that if they are threats, why are we wasting time and resources and money and people fighting? Yeah other wars right instead of at least defending ourselves because it yeah. seems like there's a lot of people getting butt probed right <laughs> just letting them get assaulted man a lot of missing people it's a lot of rape and we're not doing anything about it i mean that charlie project is just <laughs> full of missing people <laughs> right. <laughs> right pages and pages and pages yeah so i, I don't know it's 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 uh you know I, I believe, but you don't believe. And honestly, I see why you don't believe. That makes total sense to me. Yeah. And I, think, um, I don't know. It's, it's like I said, it's, this is hard for me to, because if you, if you look at the, if you look at this hard enough, you'll get this UFOologist will tell you that the, there was this crash site was, and it was actually here and that this crash site was actually here. And then you'll get like six different crash sites. It, like it, not it's not everything's corroborated. It's like it's well, that's kinda, what was such a mess researching this. Yeah, it's, it's such a hodgepodge. As of soon as you would go, as soon as you would go and say, "Oh, this guy knows what's going on," yeah. so I was like, "He's not telling the truth." Right. 
you know, and his yeah. story doesn't make sense because there wasn't a plane crash where the nurses died, mm-hmm. and that there wasn't a nurse on that flight, and she never existed. And, and I don't trust Stanton Friedman. I just don't. I never have. I think he's smarmy. I think he, I think he just wants to sell books. He looks like he's fucking with you. He's like, and then in the way he just dismissed Bob Lazar. Mm-hmm. That, that 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 didn't sit well with me either. I'm like, well, if you're really into this shit and you got this guy doing this and you're going to just completely dismiss him because you couldn't get his credentials, that just, that's dumb. And we, like we said, Snowden didn't graduate high school. Right. He right. has a GED. Mm-hmm. But he knows how to do, you know. <laughs> he was making a big deal out of foul. <laughs> he couldn't remember what year he graduated from MIT. But he said right. that, and he's like, he's like, I got friends that graduated from MIT, and trust me, they remember. Did any of them fucking see aliens? Right. You know? You tend to forget that. <laughs> that MIT graduation seems minuscule next to the alien spaceship you're trying to reverse engineer. <laughs> well, just, yeah, I mean, we were just talking about my wife was, something was bothering her at her work, and she's, like, pissed about it, you know? And uh, that day that she's pissed about it they lose our daughter she's like well they lose our daughter after her first day of school and she's like well nothing really matters now like (laughs) 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 whatever i was mad about i don't even care anymore right all right well we're at an impasse um inconclusive i believe it you don't i get your side i think you probably see a little bit of my side but that's where we're at that's where we're at so i'm anthony I'm Brandon. And this is Everything That's Weird. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Second, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. When people ask you, what do you do for a living? Do you want to be able to tell them, I'm a producer. Well, now you can. Go to patreon.com, search everything that's weird, and sign up. We'll list you in all the show notes and mention you in every episode. Go to patreon.com to get started today.